At one point in my life, I was only getting 10% of my financial life right. Is that you too? Find out in today's episode. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, hola. I'm happy to have you here. This is your host, Jen Hempel, and I'm very excited about this episode as I'm going to give you a special preview of my upcoming book, Her Money Matters, The Missing Truths from Traditional Money Advice. And on top of that, I'm going to provide you a worksheet that you can access to work with too. Now, if you don't know, one of the requests when I was initially getting some feedback as to what you all wanted in this book, one of the requests was worksheets, something to take action on with the chapters. So that I've delivered and that is with this book as well. So with this preview, I wanted to provide you a worksheet as well. Now, in today's episode, you're going to learn the harsh truth I faced 10 years into our marriage. And I'm going to share you a concept that I have put together that's called the Money Headquarters. It's three parts and why they matter. And I'm going to help you determine what percentage of your financial life you are getting right. Now, I want to give just a general shout out to everybody who's helping me build the buzz around this book. So the shout out to our official launch team members and also our unofficial team members as well, because there's various of you that I know and have expressed to me the support you want to provide, but weren't able to commit to the launch team, which is completely okay. I am just really appreciative of the support that you have provided me. So let's dive into today's topic and preview of this book. Let me start with a story. Oh, you know a little bit of my story, but I want, and just in case, and you might have heard pieces of this and pod in this podcast, or maybe in other podcasts that I have been guests on. So in my life, when I married my husband, I was very diligent with the finances. I felt pretty, pretty confident with our personal finances. And why that was is that my father sat me down probably in, uh, when I was in high school, sometime in high school, to teach me a couple things about finances, which was definitely helpful. He taught me about balancing the checkbook. He taught me pretty much what was important about credit card usage. And basically the message was, if you're going to, he wasn't telling me not to use credit cards, but to be careful with credit cards. And his message to me was, if you're going to use them, the best and smartest way to use a credit card is when you purchase something with a credit card to make sure that you pay it off when the bill is due. So it was basically not to carry over any balance, right? Because that's when it stings and you get charges with interest rates. So those were the main things in terms of what he taught me. So because of my background, because my parents endured some financial hardship, 
I knew in my mind that I didn't want that to happen to me. So that's why the personal finances was an important component in my life. So fast forward to marrying my husband. I took over the finances uh, head on and I was, uh, was reading personal finance books and I decided I was going to implement all this advice that these money experts gave me, right? Because it just made sense. They know what they're talking about. It made sense. So I did that diligently. Granted, it wasn't a perfect process, right? I goofed up sometimes, but for the most part, I did what they say, right? So basically the messages that money experts give us boil down to save more, spend less, get out of debt, right? And with saving that, I'm also referring to investing for the long term for retirement, all that. So we were doing that. We also had debt. We knew we wanted to start a family. And so we had some things that we wanted to accomplish. So I knew the importance of an emergency fund. And basically at that point, starting in our marriage, we uh, literally had one savings account and one checking account. And the checking account, that's where all the income went in and all the expenses came out of. And the savings account really was a free-for-all. It was the quote-unquote emergency saving. It's just was we were putting money aside when we could. Uh, and some of it was automated, but sometimes we dipped into it. So I did, and we were trying to make extra payments on our debt. And we just did this for years, right? So time went on. And in my mind, I said, if I'm doing these right things, it, it's going to pay off. Then fast forward 10 years later, was looking at our finances and we were still in debt. Our emergency funds for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, I know the reason now and I'll explain to you later. We continued to deplete on our emergency funds. We at one time had to tap into our retirement and I was feeling ashamed. I was feeling sad. I was also wondering what in the world were we doing wrong? Because 10 years later, in my mind, after doing all the right things, in quotes, I felt we should have moved the needle more. Granted, we weren't in a bad financial spot. So I'm not telling you we were really in a, a bad financial spot. What I am telling you is that we hadn't moved forward too much. We had made some progress, but we were still in debt we were still depleting our emergency funds. Those are the, the main things. And we weren't having that extra money that we wanted to have for other fun things, right? So that really sent me like on a journey, a time to reflect as to what in the world were we doing wrong? We, we're following all the traditional money advice. And at some point later, I came across this book by the author called T. Harvecker, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And in that book, it opened up my mind to mindset and the money mindset. And I had these huge, huge aha moments as to why I needed to pay attention and how this was really impacting our financial life. So what I realized was that at that point in life, I was focused on my version of budgeting, which I, I think in other podcast episodes, <laughs> I talked about that. Um, I was focused on the saving. I was focused on, uh, or we, I should say we, sorry, Jahari, I'm trying to say we, I don't know what's going on. We were focusing on 
the paying off the debt, the savings, the investing, we were focusing on those things. And what I realized at that point is that that was just a small piece of the overall picture of our finances. So what I realized at that time too, that the mindset, so what I mean by mindset is what, how were we were brought up around money, what we heard, what we experienced, those things really impact how we feel and how we manage our money. So it was that just started that really aha moment of we were only focusing on a small piece of the financial puzzle, if you will, or of the, our financial life. And that small piece, that 10% was what I call the money skills. So the budgeting, the saving, paying extra on the debt, those type of things. And this is how really at that point, I realized that one, the mindset was a bigger piece of our financial life. And that's how in my book, the money headquarters came to be. Now with the money headquarters, all really the money headquarters is, is just a comprehensive outlook to managing your financial life, which goes beyond the traditional money advice. This is why in my book title, it's the missing truth from traditional money advice. And I wanted to focus in this book on the missing pieces, what's not talked about a lot or what's not talked about enough. So in the money headquarters, it's made up of three parts. The money mindset, which I just talked about briefly, your money actions, and your money skills. So when you think about your money headquarters, I want you to think about building a house. When you build a house, you have to what? Lay the foundation first, right? Before you do anything, right? And once the foundation is done, you can start with the structure in the house. And then from there, you form the exterior with brick, siding, or stucco. Of course, there's a lot more entailed, but I don't build houses, just giving you the overall scope, right? So your money headquarters functions very in a very similar fashion. And with that, the money mindset, which is the thoughts and feelings formed about money as a result of what you heard, observed, and experienced during the course of your life, the money mindset is that foundation of your home. And you and I know that having a strong foundation in our house is very, very critical because if you don't have a strong foundation, you don't have a stable house. So that is the mindset. The mindset is like the foundation of your home. And then the other part, so that is the first component. And if you were to look, if you were to create a pie chart of your money headquarters, the money mindset composes about 60% of your money headquarters. Next are your money actions. So with your money actions, there are traditional and non-traditional money actions. So an example of a traditional money action is negotiating your credit card interest rate. I have done that and I'm sure you potentially have done that. A non-traditional money action would be the commonly feared money conversation. And we talk about that quite a lot in this podcast about how important it is to be able to carry on those money conversations that we fear having. So those are just some examples of the money actions. So the money actions is really the next essential piece for this home, this money headquarters. And it's the structure and what really keeps the house standing upright and livable. So this is another essential component. And if you were to 
create the pie, the money actions, which is a second component, fill up about 30% of your money headquarters. So we've got 60% of your money headquarters are your money mindset and 30% are your money actions. And next up are the money skills, which is what most of us focus on because that is what typically the traditional money advice that is out there, that is what is most talked about are the money skills and which are important, but they're not the only thing like you're experiencing right now. I want to take a moment to share this special message sponsored by my friends at Podcast Movement. Podcasting has become near and dear to my heart. It's a part of who I am. Because of podcasting, I have been able to connect with you in a more meaningful way, and that means the world to me. To evolve and become a better podcaster, though, I attend Podcast Movement. It is the world's largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters or anyone looking to start their own podcast right away. This summer on July 24th through the 26th, it will be held in Philadelphia, and I personally will be there along with over 2,000 podcasters from around the world for workshops, panels, parties, and more. It literally has everything you need in one spot with over 100 sessions to choose from and the expo hall. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. To help you answer those tech questions that we all have. This event has allowed me to meet and connect with new podcasting friends, including Jody Flynn, who was not only my roommate, but a fantastic guest on this podcast. If you're a podcaster, want to be a podcaster, or know a friend who is interested, you can go to podcastmovement.com and register using the code HMM and you'll get a sweet $50 discount. Now let's get back to today's episode. So the money skills also have both traditional and non-traditional. If you go back to the mindset, that's really non-traditional. We don't hear about that enough. So some traditional money skills include the budgeting, right? You've heard of that. But there's also non-traditional money skills. And that would be understanding the intensity of budgeting that you need in your current season of life. So the money skills in terms of that building a house, it's like adding a brick or siding or a layer of stucco on your house, right? And this is what helps to complete your money headquarters. So isn't it crazy that, well, the money skills I had mentioned are that fills the remaining 10% of your money headquarters. But isn't it just so crazy that most of the time this is what we focus on? So when I realized this, that I was really only getting 10% of my financial life right. That's when I started changing what we were doing. I started really reflecting on what we could do because we were already getting 10%. So we were a 10% there, right? And we just needed to increase or really fill that up more. And that's where I really started reflecting on my mindset because I was having a lot of thoughts of we can't afford this uh, or we don't have enough money. Those were two thoughts that continuously came to my mind, still, still you know, at, up to that point in our marriage. So I had to determine how to change that. What can I do? What did I have to do to change that? So I realized that 
those thoughts were reflected how I grew up around money. And I needed to get clear on those. So I wrote down, I call that the past, your past money story. So I got clear on my past money story. And it's really important. And I really, really urge you that you write it down. It's something that I resisted because in my mind, well, I already know what I thought, right? Or I already know what I heard. I already know what I've been thinking. But it really makes a difference if you take some time to sit down and just write your past money story. So how do you do that? You just literally, there's no right or wrong way to do that. All you have to do is just jot down some money memories, uh, what you heard, what you experienced. And in that, while you're doing that and you're writing it, you're going to gain more clarity. And then once you do that, you want to write what I call the present money story. So how are you feeling about money at this moment? What does that look like? And you might realize, like I realized that my past money story was repeating itself, especially with those thoughts of we can't afford this. We don't have enough money. And that was really an aha moment for me. So I needed to take a moment and change that. And how I changed that was changing my thinking in terms of, okay, we need to stop thinking. We can't afford this. We don't have the money because that's not doing us any good. Instead, I started asking myself, how can we make this trip happen? How can we pay off our debt more quickly? How can we save more money? When you ask yourself those questions, you will eventually get an answer. Trust me. So it's a matter of shifting those thoughts. Instead of, we can't afford this, we don't have enough money, I started asking myself, depending on what it was, if we were thinking about our trip, how can we make this trip happen? And that helped really, really, really tremendously. And the other part of the money stories are your future money story, which is really, and again, it's important to write these things down. It's really about how do you want your future to look like financially and how you want to feel around money. So do you want to get excited about looking at your checking account? or your savings accounts? Do you want to feel abundant? Do you want to feel unstoppable with your money? What does that look like? And how do you want to feel? So set yourself up for success with figuring out how you want to feel around money. So those are the three parts of the money headquarters. And it's really, really important to understand them because it does matter. Because if not, you're going to be like me 10 years into our marriage where I was feeling stuck. Um, my husband was fine, uh, because I was the one managing the finances, but I was feeling stuck. I felt a lot of guilt. I felt a lot of shame. And on top of that, I had family members and friends asking me for advice. So that added on to the shame and guilt because I w- they didn't know <laughs> the reality of our financial situation, right? So it's important to know these three components of the money headquarters so you can understand where you are at. Maybe in your particular case, you already have some of these pieces like the money mindset uh, or some of the non-traditional money actions going for you, right? Maybe you already have that and that's fantastic. Now let's go ahead and talk about how we determine what percentage of our financial life we are getting right. Now, there is a a worksheet that you can download over 
at jenhemphill.com forward slash money headquarters. And in that worksheet is just an easy, very, very simple way to figure out what percentage of your financial life you're getting right. So how to determine is you want to either download or take a sheet of paper and you want to take a moment and write down the different components of your money headquarters, right? So you want to write in one column, you want to write money mindset. In another column, you want to write money actions. And in the third column, you want to write down money skills. All right. So once you do that, you want to, in the mindset column, you want to write down um, what you are doing currently. So some of the things on in terms of the money mindset that you want to be doing are writing down your money stories. So do you have clarity around your past money story? So if you do, you write down past money story and you put a check mark. Do you have clarity around your present money story and your future money story? And you would write that individually. The other part, and we won't go into detail is, do you have some money goals, right? Do you implement self-care? That's a part that affects our money mindset. And do you have a big enough why? That's another part of this money mindset piece, okay? And the other part is really understanding what, with the money experts, what advice you have, that, what advice has worked for you and what doesn't. Okay, so why is that part of the mindset piece? And the reason is that we get stuck, like I did, I know I did, we get stuck on following money experts' advice that we don't tune into ourselves. And money experts are experts in money and they taught, of course, that's why they're called money experts. But what I'm trying to say here is that they speak to the masses. Their messages are to the masses and they don't necessarily speak to your particular situation, right? Your situation is unique. Personal finance is personal and that's why it's there's not a cookie cutter approach and they're not experts in you. You are the expert in you. Now with the money actions, in the money actions column, you would write down some of the money actions that you're taking. And, uh, and we're going to talk about the non-traditional money actions. So you would write down if you have conversations about money and you're confident, you would write down if you feel good in terms of your financial confidence, then you would mark that, you would write that down. Are you good about keeping your bucket full? And what I mean by that is, are you very aware of who you're surrounding with, the thoughts that come in your mind, and making sure that those things that don't serve you, that you fill them up with things that you do. So meaning listening to podcasts like this one and others, uh, reading personal finance books, reading uh, blog posts, doing everything to keep your mind going and just keeping your bucket full. Celebrating your money wins. I know you've heard me talk about that time and time again. Do you implement that in your life. If you do, write that down. And so those are just some of them. I'm not going to go into all of them. Now with the money skills, you have some of those money skills, right? The budgeting, the saving, the working on getting out of debt, or maybe you've gotten out of debt. So those are the traditional money skills. But the other part of the money skills that you need is, are do you actually have a money management system? And I'm not talking about a budget. A budget is the tool. I'm talking about an actual system, whether it's cash envelopes, whether 
you are using an app where you're separating that money virtually, or you have a different virtual accounts, actual accounts, multiple accounts in your bank where you are transferring a different funds or different money for different purposes for a later time. Okay. And do you understand the intensity of budgeting that you need? Now, all of that, of course, I go more into depth in the book, but I just wanted to give you a preview. So write down on those different columns, money mindset, money actions, money skills, and write down based on what we talked about, well, maybe some other money actions that you think are important and that you take, write those down. And then from there, you have a good idea of how much you're doing of the overall scope. So to determine the percentage, you can just eye in it. If you see a lot on your money skills, right, then you know you're needing more on the money actions and on the mindset piece. And if you are a little bit in all of those, then just kind of, you can do a variety of ways. You can add up how many things you put under money skills, money actions, and uh, mindset, and come up with a percentage for each of those individual columns. All right. And you can do that. So I hope that you have found this valuable. I wanted to give you that preview of my book. Uh, if you are interested in getting on the early notification, there are perks. I just haven't announced what those are yet. You can do so over at jenhemphill.com forward slash book. And again, you can get the worksheet over at jenhemphill.com forward slash money headquarters. So just to recap, uh, we talked about how we're focusing too much on the traditional money advice and we need to be aware of the rest of the money headquarters. We learned what the money headquarters is and what it's composed of. And again, it's the money mindset, money actions, and money skills. And we learned how to gauge the percentage, if you will, of where we're at, right? Uh, and based on the money headquarters. So that is a wrap. Next week, we are continuing on with the preview of this book. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 131. And you can refer back to everything that you need from this show. If this episode has created an impact on you, it would be so amazing if you share this episode. So thank you so much for listening. And we will talk again next Thursday. Ciao.